All right, let's get this started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Blake Rook podcast. I'm your host, Blake Rook, and this is episode four. I've had a lot of ideas this week about what, well, I've had a lot of ideas in general, which has been wonderful. Um, it's been a weird, weird few weeks in terms of trying to, you know, job hunting and, and you know, having, you know, bouts of inadequacy with looking at job requirements and looking at a bunch of different stuff. And so as I'm, you know, wrapping my head around these things, I'm coming up with a bunch of different <laughs> ideas uh, for, you know, building up content and and trying to hit things as hard as I can. Uh, and I don't mean that in an aggressive way, more so as a really diving into doing things, like creating uh, this podcast, putting it up on a better platform, getting it distributed, uh, starting to stream, live stream um, my gaming content uh, every day over on Twitch, and uh, also uh, putting out an EP of a couple of songs that I've, you know, had in, had in the bank for a little while that I've just kind of polished here and there. And I finally just said, you know what, screw it. I, I think I like where they're at. I like that they, I like the lyrics. I like the vocal takes. I like everything about them. They're just acoustic tracks. And uh, I'm going to throw them together, three songs on an EP and see what people think. And at least I've made something. And I think that's something I've been uh, afraid of for the past few weeks and for a while and just kind of not doing stuff. And it's really frustrating, but it's been a very, it's been exciting and kind of a momentum builder to push into just making stuff. With that, I've had some ideas about what I want to talk about this week and what that kind of resulted in is a structure for this podcast, at least for the time being. What I'm going to do is have two more episodes after this one for a six-episode ep six season. And then beyond that, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. And then what I want to do, and I've already spoken with some friends about this, is I'm going to do some interviews uh, for season two. And what I've got this kind of like, not necessarily an arc idea, but I've got a couple people uh, in mind that... I have a lot of questions, and I also want them to have the experience that I'm like that I've been having, which is putting words to my thoughts and needing to put them in order so that they're cohesive and, and coherent for a podcast presentation. And so, what I'm going to do is try to get you know a handful of those interviews and uh, make a season out of that. And that'll be season two. So this week, what I'm going to be talking about is what is songwriting to me and just kind of a journey that I've had starting at the beginning of, you know, wanting to write songs as a kid, feeling like I couldn't. And then, you know, I wrote a song, wrote lyrics with a little bit of guitar and then it just kind of didn't spiral, but there was a snowball. I almost said spiraling. It wasn't really out of control, but it was definitely a snowball effect of just 
I couldn't stop writing lyrics. Um, some of them were good, some of them were bad, and some of them will never see the light of day, uh, as most you know, lyricists, songwriters had as a kid. Uh, some of them I've you know, repurposed in recent months that I wrote when I was 17, 10 years ago, which is nuts. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it, it is, is definitely a large part of how I approach music making. And there's been struggles along the way that I think everybody would... Really? You shut your mouth! So <laughs> I think everybody that creates has this, you know, as you shift. If you started creating when you were a child or, or you know, a teenager... There's a shift that happens when responsibilities come to the forefront of being an adult. If things aren't so stable, I think that's the big, big concern, especially if it's something that you do like that you, you maybe want to see as a career, but it's not quite there or it's not necessarily a career that's, you know, uh, there's not so much of a direct path or even an adjacent path to that career, but there's people doing it. It kind of falls to the wayside and falls, you know, just doesn't happen as much or feels more forced or feels more, you know, thought out. It's not so much flowing. It's kind of like the wells run dry and you're trying to dig up anything else that can, you know, spring water. It doesn't mean that it's not there or possible. It just is a much more decided process, which that might be something that is just kind of associated with, you know, quote unquote, growing up. That, you know, your brain is solidifying and in, in ways that you do have to kind of have hard answers on things and how you approach things. And so being a songwriter, you have to decide to write a song rather than, you know, I remember in high school, I think it was, was ninth grade, it was one of my, like, like, geometry class. Geometry was very easy for me. Like, like, probably the easiest class I've ever taken in any academic situation. To the point where I did not pay attention whatsoever. But I did write songs. I wrote most of the songs that I wrote during my high school career in my geometry class freshman year. Um, I had a little composition notebook and just wrote it front to back and destroyed that thing. I had that ability around that time to where it's the creative ideas. It was kind of like anything and everything that was happening. All it had to do was be creative uh, inspiration. It didn't, I mean, obviously like I'm uh, probably, I would say I'm an emotional person. I'm an anxious person. Uh, and so those things combined, you know, they were at their forming points in my life to where, you know, you get into middle school and high school and you start having more control over your own actions in life. And so, you know, things are hitting you harder because they're your decisions, but that all, it didn't really impact my, you know, livelihood. So like, I still had food, I still had a bed and a home. You know, I still had the bills weren't I didn't have any bills on my end. And so everything that was beginning to play into that that life was going toward my creativity, which is brilliant for 
songwriting, I think. But it also, you know, it, it creates a pedestal that that period of songwriting creativity is, you know, it's never going to quite be that way again until either, you know, fame and success, which is, I mean, and even that, nothing is ever going to be that carefree, which is another topic that I think I want to talk about in maybe episode six, the, you know, nostalgia and and kind of a nostalgia regret melting pot that I've come to terms with recently. And, but back to songwriting, it reminds me of, you know, we don't really have it anymore. Not really. But when you talk about like a resonant composer or an artist that they get, you know, or, or a, uh, what's the word? Patron? Sponsor? Effectively those things where, I, I know there's a word for it, but where you serve, you know, a person who is just like, like Mozart or Bach or something like where they were paid to, and everything was covered and they lived there. They, you know, but their job was to create. And, you know, in today's world, it's there for, I think, I think the fame and success is kind of the, the, the mark, uh, the similar thing. There's avenues, I think, for different artistries to kind of have a similar thing, like resonance artists and stuff like that. And I'm sure that there's, you know, composers and there's probably weird niche rich people that can just pay people to write music for them. But I think for a songwriter, it's a you there's a different path that you kind of have to do and also get very, very, very lucky. Uh, and blessed to, you know, have fame or success to reach a point where you are just able to write and uh, experience life and then throw it into creativity again. Whereas someone like me, who's more on the normal side of things, it's something I want to do professionally, but it's also something that I understand is if I were to only do it, a lot of the responsibilities and, and honestly, all the, a lot of the consequences of, you know, my past, you know, 10 years of decisions, I wouldn't be able to deal with. And it is really a mixed bag on whether or not I'd find that success. And it's not to say that I shouldn't pursue songwriting. It's just definitely a, you know, it, it has to be a back burner until stability. And I think that's something that if you are a, you know, a teenager songwriting uh, or a musician or songwriter, or producer, or whatever. If you want to hit it hard, do it when you've got nothing else. And I don't, I'm still lucky. I don't have, you know, kids, but I have, you know, student debt and, and bills that just come up. And it's, it's not as easy to dive into a dream as it may have been 10 years ago. That's sort of the, you know, the, 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 over, the broad aspects of songwriting. The other kind of idea I wanted to talk about is my mindset when I'm songwriting. And in this sort of decided creativity, what, what changed in how I look at songwriting now compared to what I did when it was just free-flowing versus now where it's kind of a let me open the faucet, see what's coming through, and shape it to what I want. 
when I sit down to write a song, it can be very frustrating because sometimes it can be something that maybe the lyric just kind of hit and then I'm trying to find music for it and the music isn't quite fitting and it throws the whole thing off. And I kind of either have to decide that I'm going to scrap the song, which has been hap- was happened a lot, or if I'm going to, you know, just write it away from music and then come back to it or finish out the music completely and then just listen to the music while I write the rest of the song. I've had what I find to be marginal success with all of these approaches. There's definitely, so there's the philosophies of writing songs and where to start. I don't think there's any one right way. Some people are, some people are musicians first, or at least they're composers first. And I think that can branch out to a lot of different things as a producer, uh, you know, the, to where you're creating a musical identity first and then the lyrics come and the, you know, building those lyrics into the song. I've had those moments where, you know, I'm just messing with and messing around in logic or I'm messing around in Pro Tools and just recording something. And then it just kind of hits and I'm like, well, let me write a verse. Let me just put the, let me put the verse on, uh, on loop and just kind of start writing. And then I end up fleshing out a, song that I really, really like. But then there's other times where I'm singing in the shower and I come up with a two, two line, uh, lyric and I'm like, man, I wonder what this would sound like. Like, what am I imagining with the drums and the guitar and stuff like this? There's no right way to do that. I've had moments where I'm so frustrated with my guitar because everything I'm playing reminds me of a particular style, but I'm not trying to write in that style. And so I, I just get totally thrown off. Uh, and same goes for like trying to write on piano. It's such a weird thing to acknowledge what is impacting your craft and having to push past it to get the thing out. I think that for a lot of, you know, last week I talked about mixing. For a lot of people in this craft, mixing, recording, you're comparing what you do to the reason that you do it almost regularly. I mean, almost all the time. It's, it's, it's just part of the thing because until you really, really build up your trust and your skills you don't have the ability to just kind of go, yeah, I know that's good because I know it's good because I like it, essentially. And if you do that too early, you'll have a lot, you, you might build up a lot of confidence, but you also run the risk of just making a lot of garbage and not being aware of, oh, wait, compared to the thing I was going for or something like the thing I was going for, it's really bad or it doesn't hit the mark. What did they do differently? That is what I wanted out of mine and kind of have the same feeling, but that's a double-edged sword because what you end up doing, or in my case, what I end up doing is I get really frustrated if I start to compare it without even knowing where I'm going. So I'm, if I play a two note 
you know, melody or rhythm thing that reminds me of a track that I've already heard. And I'm like, oh God, now I'm thinking about that track. And it totally throws it off, which is kind of a load of crap. There's a, I don't know if it was a interview, but there was something that I read that it was John Mayer talking about a particular track that he did. Uh, I believe it was on the Heartbreak Warfare album. And it's called Assassins. And from what I remember, it was him saying that he was trying, basically he was saying that make what you're going to make, regardless of if you're trying to make it sound like someone else. Because as long as you put your heart and soul into it, what you're going to get is going to be yours. It's going to be your identity. Will people be able to, you know, identify the similarities? Sure. Will people identify the style? And this is kind of a thing as an artist versus a songwriter and mixer and producer is, you know, at each element of it, you have to define your voice kind of first. And I, I mean, it happens along the way, but you define your voice so that for me, I'm writing songs for me to sing. And I know that if I write a song a certain way, I'm going to sing it a certain way, which is problematic because if I'm inspired by, you know, the killers on a given day, or if I'm inspired by uh, country music or, or pop music on a given day, I'm going to sing it in those ways. And it's hard for me to when I'm in the next stage of shaping my vocals after the recording, I'm like, man, those don't match at all. But someone else were to hear it, they wouldn't necessarily associate it with the artist that I am feeling like it sounds too much like. But if I were to tell them that, they'd be like, oh, I, I see it. And that's because I can't sing like Brandon Flowers, you know? I, I mean, I can have certain tonalities and timbre in my voice that goes into, you know, the songwriting process and into the production process. But at the end of the day, my creativity and my voice that's just, you know, from anything and everything that has impacted it and my life is going to come through as long as I'm just trying, which is the most important thing as far as creating anything is just Go for it. Don't hold back. And then as you go for it and you, you know, you pedal to the metal on effort, you will define and form a comfort in your creative process for writing lyrics and things that just go for the core of it rather than sitting on the nitpicky side of things. Listening to this episode of the Blake Rook podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with people who you think might be interested. Go ahead and follow uh, on Twitter at Blake Rook Music, and you can also check out the website, blakerook.com. I will see you next time. Peace out.